Long-termism by William underscore McCaskill. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Long-termism, published William underscore McCaskill on the Effective Altruism Forum. This post discusses the introduction and definition of the term long-termism. Thanks to Toby Ord, Matthew van der Merva and Hilary Greaves for discussion. Edit, November 2021, after many discussions, I've settled on the following informal definition. Long-termism is the view that positively influencing the long-term future is a key moral priority of our time. This is what I'm going with for what we owe the future. With this in hand, I call strong long-termism is the view that positively influencing the long-term future is the key moral priority of our time. It turns out to be surprisingly difficult to define this precisely, but Hillary and I give it our best shot in our paper. Up until recently, there was no name for the cluster of views that involve concern about ensuring the long-run future goes as well as possible. The most common language to refer to this cluster of views was just to say something like people interested in X-risk reduction. There are a few reasons why this terminology is an ideal. It's cumbersome and somewhat jargony. It's a double negative, whereas focusing on the positive, ensuring the long-run future goes well, is more inspiring and captures more accurately what we ultimately care about. People tend to understand existential risk as referring only to extinction risk, which is a strictly narrower concept. You could care a lot about reducing existential risk even though you don't care particularly about the long term if, for example, you think that extinction risk is high this century and there's a lot we can do to reduce it, such that it's a very effective thing even by the lights of the present generation's interests. Similarly, you can care a lot about the long-run future without focusing on existential risk reduction, because existential risk is just about drastic reductions in the value of the future. Existential risk is defined as a risk where an adverse outcome would either annihilate Earth-originating intelligent life or permanently and drastically curtail its potential. But, conceptually at least, and I think in practice, too, smaller improvements in the expected value of the long-run future could be among the things we want to focus on, such as changing people's values, or changing political institutions, like the design of a world government, before some lock-in event occurs. You might also think, as Tyler Cohen does, that speeding up economic and technological progress is one of the best ways of improving the long-run future. For these reasons, and with Toby Ord's in-progress book on existential risk providing urgency, Toby and Joe Carlsmith started leading discussions about whether there were better terms to use. In October 2017, I proposed the term long-termism, with the following definition. Long-termism equals DF the view that the most important determinant of the value of our actions today is how those actions affect the very long-run future. Since then, the term long-termism seems to have taken off organically. I think it's here to stay. Unlike existential risk reduction, the idea behind long-termism is that it is compatible with any empirical view about the best way of improving the long-run future and, I hope, helps immediately convey the sentiment behind the philosophical position in the same way that environmentalism or liberalism or cosmopolitanism does. But getting a good definition of the term is important. As Ben Kuhn notes, the term could currently be understood to refer to a mishmash of different views. I think that's not good, and we should try to develop some standardization before the term is locked into something suboptimal. I think that there are three natural concepts in this area, which we should distinguish. My proposal is that we should name them as follows, stating the concepts imprecisely for now. I, long-termism, which designates an ethical view that is particularly concerned with ensuring long-run outcomes go well. 2. Strong long-termism, which, like my original proposed definition, is the view that long-run outcomes are the thing we should be most concerned about. 3. Very strong long-termism, the view on which long-run outcomes are of overwhelming importance. 1.
my initial proposal was that long-termism, with no modifier, should refer to, to, whereas now I think it should refer to, I. This is primarily because. The first concept is intuitively attractive to a significant proportion of the wider public, including key decision-makers like policymakers and business leaders. My guess is that most people would find it intuitively attractive. In contrast, the second concept is widely regarded as unintuitive, including even by proponents of the view. At the same time, it seems that we'd achieve most of what we want to achieve if the wider public came to believe that ensuring the long-run future goes well is one important priority for the world, and took action on that basis, even if they didn't regard it as the most important priority. In general, if I imagine long-termism taking off as a term, I imagine it getting a lot of support if it designates the first concept, and a lot of pushback if it designates the second concept. It's also more in line with moral ideas and social philosophies that have been successful in the past. Environmentalism claims that protecting the environment is important, not that protecting the environment is, always, the most important thing. Feminism claims that upholding women's rights is important, not that doing so is, always, the most important thing. I struggle to think of examples where the philosophy makes claims about something being the most important thing, and insofar as I do, totalitarian Marxism and fascism are examples that leap to mind, they aren't the sort of philosophies I want to emulate. Let's now consider definitions of the variants of long-termism. Long-termism. I think we have two paths forward for the definition of long-termism. The first is the no-definition approach, suggested to me by Toby Ord. Long-termism is a philosophy that is especially concerned with improving the long-term future. This is roughly analogous to terms like environmentalism and feminism. The second approach is to have some minimal definition. For example, long-termism is the view that I, those who live at future times matter just as much, morally, as those who live today. Two, society currently privileges those who live today above those who will live in the future. And three, we should take action to rectify that and help ensure the long-run future goes well. I'm not confident at all about this precise definition, but I prefer the minimal definition approach over the no-definition approach for a few reasons. When I look at other isms, there is often a lot of confusion around what the concept denotes, and this hinders those who want to encourage others to take action in line with the ism. Some examples. Effective altruism is still widely conflated with utilitarianism, or with earning to give, or with the randomista movement. I've suggested a definition and I think that having this definition will both help with responses to critics and lessen the amount by which people in the first place misunderstand what effective altruism is about. I wish we'd had the existing definition much earlier. Liberalism means two different things in the US and UK. In the US a liberal is a social progressive whereas in the UK a liberal is a proponent of free markets. Anecdotally, I see a lot of confusion and resultant fighting over the term feminism, where it seems to me that a precise definition could have helped mitigate this at least somewhat. In particular, I worry that without the minimal definition, long-termism would end up referring to strong long-termism, or even to very strong long-termism. The analogy here would be effective altruism referring simply to applied utilitarianism in many people's minds. Or, alternatively, it might refer to an unattractive mishmash of concepts, with Ben Kuhn's suggestion about what long-termism currently refers to being an example of that. I also just don't see much of a case against having a minimal definition. If the precise definition turns out to be unhelpful in the future, we can quietly drop it. Or the precise definition might be something we don't often highlight, but is just something we can refer to if people are grossly misrepresenting the position. And the minimal definition is compatible with people using the no-definition version too. The strongest case for the no-definition approach, in my view, is that it could enable the term to evolve so as to better fit future times, and any current definition could be myopic. 
Perhaps that flexibility helped explain why terms like environmentalism and liberalism took off. But my proposed definition is so minimal that I find it hard to see that there would be much benefit from even greater flexibility. An alternative minimal definition, suggested by Hillary Greaves, though the precise wording is my own, is that we could define long-termism as the view that the intrinsic value of an outcome is the same no matter what time it occurs. This rules out views on which we should discount the future or that we should ignore the long-run indirect effects of our actions, but would not rule out views on which it's just empirically intractable to try to improve the long-term future. Part of the idea is that this definition would open the way to a debate about the relevant empirical issues, in particular on the tractability of affecting the long run. This definition makes long-termism somewhat more like the terms cosmopolitanism or anti-speciesism, and less like neoliberalism or feminism or environmentalism. In my view, this definition would be too broad. I think the distinctive idea that we should be trying to capture is the idea of trying to promote good long-term outcomes. I see the term long-termism creating value if it results in more people taking action to help ensure that the long-run future goes well. But if one can endorse long-termism without thinking that we should, at least to some extent, try to promote good long-term outcomes, then it seems like we lose much of that value. And, insofar as the term has taken off so far, it has been used to refer to people who think that we should be trying to make the long-run future go better. One implication of my definition, which one might object to, is that if, in the future, society starts to care about the long-term future exactly to the extent it should, or more than it should, then long-termism is no longer true. In my view, that seems like a good implication. Suppose that society started caring too much about the long-term and was neglecting the interests of the present generation, then there would be no need for long-termism as an idea, indeed, we would want to promote short-termism instead. On my definition, long-termism stops being true exactly when it is no longer needed. Strong long-termism. The definition I initially proposed for long-termism was an attempt to capture the idea of strong long-termism. Here's a stylistically modified version. Strong long-termism is the view that the primary determinant of the value of our actions today is how those actions affect the very long-term future. I think this definition is good enough for general use, but is technically not correctly capturing what we want. Perhaps most of the value of our actions comes from their long-run effects, but most of the differences in value between actions comes from their short-run effects. If so, then we should spend our time trying to figure out which actions best improve the short run, this is not the spirit of long-termism. Recently, Hillary Greaves and I have been working on a paper on the core case for long-termism and proposed the more unwieldy but more philosophically precise. Axiological strong long-termism equals DF in a wide class of decision situations, the option that is ex-ante best is contained in a fairly small subset of options whose ex-ante effects on the very long-run future are best. Deontic strong long-termism equals DF in a wide class of decision situations, the option one ought, ex-ante, to choose is contained in a fairly small subset of options whose ex-ante effects on the very long-run future are best. Whereby the option whose effects on the very long-run future are best, we mean the option whose effects on the future from time t onwards are best, where t is a surprisingly long time from now, say, 1000 years. My view is that we should choose the smallest t such that, any larger choice of t makes little difference to what we would prioritize. The key idea behind both the informal definition and the more precise definition is that, in order to assess the value, or normative status, of a particular action we can in the first instance just look at the long-run effects of that action, that is, those after 1000 years, and then look at the short-run effects just to decide among those actions whose long-run effects are among the very best. Hyphenation. People tend to naturally use both long-termism and long-termism. I think it makes sense to decide on one as canonical, and I think the right choice is the UN-hyphenated long-termism. 
There are a few reasons for this. First, grammatically, either would be fine. Long-term is a compound adjective, for example. She cares about the long-term future, long-term is an adjective noun pair, for example. She cares about the long-term. And, in general, as long as a word is unambiguous, you don't need to include a hyphen even in cases where it's permissible to do so, so, for example, it's post-structuralism but post-feminism. Two, as the style manual of the Oxford University Press comments, if you take hyphen seriously, you will surely go mad. Second, if you can make a term shorter and quicker to write without sacrificing much, you should do so. So, for example, neoliberalism is clearly a better term than neoliberalism and either is grammatically permissible. Third, hyphenated words tend to lose their hyphen over time as they become increasingly familiar. Examples, tomorrow, today, cooperative, pigeonhole, email, etc. In 2007, the sixth edition of the shorter Oxford English Dictionary removed the hyphens from 16,000 entries. So even if we adopted long-termism it would probably change to long-termism over time. Fourth, the hyphenation makes the term ambiguous. Consider some other hyphenated isms, anarcho-capitalism, or post-structuralism. Here the hyphenated prefix modifies an existing ism. So the natural reading of long-termism would be that long modifies some other concept, termism. But of course that's not what this term is supposed to convey. Insofar as termism isn't a concept, I don't expect this to cause confusion, but it's still a mild reason to prefer the unhyphenated version. The best counter-argument I know is that, on this view, the opposite of long-termism would be short-termism, which has a strange-looking double T. But there are many compound words with double consonants that we've gotten oozed to, like bookkeeping, earring, and newsstand, including at least one with a double T, namely post-traumatic, though this is also written post-traumatic, and even some with double vowels as a result of hyphen loss, like cooperation. And I'm not sure how often short-termism will get used. So I don't see this as a strong counter-argument. One, Nick Beckstead's main thesis in his dissertation makes a claim similar to strong long-termism, main thesis, from a global perspective, what matters most, in expectation, is that we do what is best, in expectation, for the general trajectory along which our descendants develop over the coming millions, billions, and trillions of years. But the title of his thesis, On the Overwhelming Importance of Shaping the Far Future, suggests an endorsement of very strong long-termism. Two, note that, for the compound adjective form, it's grammatically preferred to say the long-term future, fine to say the long-term future, because there's no ambiguity caused by dropping the hyphen, but currently not grammatical to say the long-term future. We could try using long-term with the aim of changing usage, my view is to stick with current grammar here, though, as we're not using long-term as a term of art or aiming to change its meaning. Thanks for listening to help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.